recording. It says hey. top left corner. It's not. Is it okay. live? I don't know. Is it live? You tell me. You're the one who can see the comments. No, it's just recording. Okay, I just want to make sure. All right. Well, you we'll sure? see, I guess. I guess we'll see if people join in. But hey, everybody. Uh, I am Josh Wolf. This is my son, Jacob. And welcome to Hey Man. Hey Man. Hey Man. How you doing, What's up? dude? You what do you do? What do you do with you, man? You know, you, do? just so you know, you don't have to lean into the mic. Just so you yeah, know. yeah. This this is just my comfortable spot, so I won't come down like this, but I'll stay up like this. But yeah, you don't have to. Is all I'm telling you. Yeah. Why am I too loud for you? What's that? Am I too loud for you? No, you're not okay. too loud for me. I really like it when I'm there and you have the headphones on and I scream into your mic and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't love that so much. You know what I do love though, man. Huh. I do love that we mess with each other. I mean, yeah. I think all fathers and sons should. I really do love that we mess with each other. You know, I got to tell you something off the bat on a – this isn't a serious note, but I want to tell you something. Okay. That meant so much to me when you told me. Like more than you'll ever know. You're right over there. Yeah, I was a little tangled, and I get a little OCD about that stuff. <laughs> I was really. <laughs> it would have been great if you were high, because it would have taken you 17 minutes to figure yeah. out how to untangle that. If I was high, that would have been a freakout session. <laughs> um. Oh my! Okay, hold on. Quick impede yeah. on the fucking sh- show. Yeah. My dog just shit in the middle of my apartment. What do you want to take a break and clean it up? Or yeah, give me, give me, give me one second. Yeah, I'll give you one second. Get in your damn crate. I'm going to mute myself. Hold on. I mean, why do you got to mute yourself? Can't we hear you? Sure, you can hear it. Hey, what is this? What is this? Huh? What is this? Did you shit on the floor? Yes. You got to get in your crate. Come on, right now. Uh, why don't you pick him up and put him in the crate? Because he'll bite me if I pick him up. Get in the crate right now. That's why. Milo, get in your crate. Hey, don't you walk over there. Can I just tell you? You can you can don't be quiet, Mom. You can bring over. How great it is. Get your poopy ass in this crate. Milo. Get in this crate. Payback. You right know, now. Get in your crate right now. It's like listening to him parent a Get in your no, no, not Milo. Milo listening. Handling. I can't wait till he has kids and I can jack no. him up on sugar and then drop him. I'm gonna buy his first little drum set. Oh my god, he's gonna attack you. You can bite the shoe, that's fine. That's why and I some bells Milo, get in your crate. crate and a Morocco. Where's the Morocco? Morocco. Oh. But Morocco, I'm gonna buy him a lot of loud stuff. A lot of loud stuff. So when Jacob is like, Man, I can't sleep, and then just like a ding, you know, drum set. I'll buy a new drum set every every Christmas. I gotta tell you, Jacob had a little toy that I if they were too loud. Like if I didn't like the toy, that's one thing. But if it was loud and it was gonna cause me problems, get in your crate right now. Those toys always seem to get lost. And all you parents out there, let me just tell you something. You know your kid's favorite toy? It's only a favorite for a week. I mean, they have blankets or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like, 
They just find a different fucking toy. That thing they wanted so badly. By the time the birthday comes around, they're like, I don't fucking want that. You know what I'm saying? So do with it what you I thought I smelled something weird. You are not ruled by them. How was that, man? I, I was telling everybody how happy I was. Because for me, that's small amount of payback. You know, watching you parent and having to, I mean, and, and it's a dog, so it's not exactly the same thing, but it is watching you and watching the dog shit in front of your face. But also, I tried to get him in his crate, and he just attacked my shoe. Like, he growled at me and, like, bit my foot. Like, he, when I get mad at him, he gets mad at me. So I don't really know what to do at that point. Well, listen, the truth of the matter is, if this is a dick-waving contest, you have to win. Right. If you don't win, if you let his aggression beat you, then he's going to be like, oh, I can just growl at this dude. Do you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing is he comes towards me and growls at me. So if I walk towards him, he'll just bite my ankles. We have dainty ankles, man. I can't let him bite my ankles. I know we do. What about a muzzle? Oh, he's got a muzzle, but I'm not going to keep him on him at all times. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, I'm not a dog trainer, so I, but I would, there's got to be a way for you to be able to pick up your dog without him biting you. No, not yet. Not yet. We're, here's the thing about this dog. He's been returned a couple times. Oh, Obviously, dude. you can see. He's got some, yeah, mental scars. He's got some issues. Yeah. And we know that and knew that going in. And that's why they had us visit him three times to make sure we wanted to get the dog. Because on the last one, on the last visit, he bit him off. And we still took him home. No, I, I love the fact that you guys did that. I really he just, uh, I think it's super cool. I just don't know how to get over the fact of, hey, man, get in your crate. And he growls and go, like like shows teeth. Kind yeah, of shit. I think you gotta, you got to probably find a professional. Yeah, I either got to find a professional or I got to put a, like, a, like an oven mitt on and just grab him by the back of the neck and just go, get the fuck in your crate. Yeah, I mean, you can oven mitt him. But That's that'll make him angry, angry. Yo, but what if he finds out, oh, shit, that doesn't work anymore? You I, know, just heard, it, I just it, heard him go when you said, Oh shit, that doesn't work anymore. I just heard him go. Oh yeah. Listen, it's just like people, man, people are going to get away. They're going to, they are. Yeah, but if a person bites me, I don't feel bad about punching them. I'm just saying people and animals and whatever will let, will do whatever you let them do. Right. It, dude, I'm not saying there's an easy fix and I don't know. I just hope that you do. Eventually. I, I, trust me. I'm, I'm all, I'm, we're trying to figure it out. I know you are. And I, and this man, I would, I would say, I know that you are great uh, with animals and, and, uh, and I love that. I told you, I sent you a, I was in your DMS, but Relax. that video was that, uh, that video was super cute with him. Paul, like oh. he's just bipolar. I gotta be so honest with you. He's just got doggy bipolar. Yeah, man. He's probably had a tough go of it, but he's cute oh. as Fuck. Yeah, he's had a tough go at it, but then he should realize that we're not here to hurt him. And he loves her, but every time I come near her, he's like, bro, square up. I'm like, dude, I will fucking yeet you. Yeah, I mean, look, man. Let me add, he's protective of his girl. You probably are too. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. So the, the two of you combined are a great team. I mean, I guess. You get the full wall. You I mean, it's it's tall Jacob and short Jacob. I can I can hear him just going, oh, <laughs> he's pissed talking to himself in his little jail cell you know what's you know what's amazing dude i um and rocky the dog that we had before indiana was the most 
communicative dog. Literally tried to talk. Guys, he... All the time. Yeah, I, he was. He didn't bark at us, but he would talk to you like uh, he would... If he wanted you to do something, he would just walk up and start doing this. And so we'd sit there and we'd say, uh-huh, what else? And he would keep going. And he'd go, like, he would have a full – he would try to have a conversation with you because he yeah. thinks you understand it. There was – what I loved, and I was telling you this earlier, what I loved the most, dude, is we used to um, – when we would punish him and we'd be, I'd be like – and his punishment was going in Europe. Which was a pretty good punishment. And I'd be like, get in there. And on the on his way out of the room, he would just t- over his shoulder look at you and, and throw back a like a rah 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 like uh he was almost saying like man that's fucked up man why are you almost, it, yeah he yeah he was almost like he just was world walked away and he was like man fuck twelve and yeah, just yeah. walked into my fucking room <laughs> <laughs> you know what that he dude he loved you and he loved your friends but he hated sleepovers. He hated when my friends came to the because we were loud at night. He just wanted you and him. He was like, look, 9 p.m. lights out bedtime. Yep. That dude was a strict 9 p.m. lights out bedtime. Yeah. But also that was the kind of dog that he would let us do anything to him. I would literally pull him out of his bed and roll him over a couple times. And he would just lay there and be like, what? You, you forget that we were at Beeman Park and you were playing football. Remember that team you were on? Are we talking about? Are we talking about the kid that came up and did that thing to him? Yeah. So this kid, we're we're at the football game and Jacob's playing football, and Beth and I are watching. And Rocky was the most docile. I I, I don't say this lightly, everybody. Rocky Wolf, and I'm going to give him the last name, which I don't usually do for dogs. Part of family. Rocky was the sweetest, and I've had a ton of pets. The sweetest soul had the sweetest soul of any living thing that I've ever come across on this crazy journey. He was the single sweetest all love thing. Wasn't he just like, yeah, there was, there was not a bad thing I could say about the dude. He just, he just, he just loved his family and he loved being around us. And he loved, I think he knew that every day that he woke up was just a blessing. Because 100% love that dude was 100% love 100% of the time. Yeah, it was, it was great. I have his little, uh, I have his little urn down there. You do. Yeah. That was a weird time for me and you, man. We were. Also, you and I were not in state. That's what I mean. You and I were arguably, arguably. On one of the best weekends of all time. Without a doubt. And arguably for me, maybe at that point, the biggest selling weekend I'd ever had. It Dude, all those shows were fucking jammed. jammed. Yeah, I jammed. remember that. All of them were jammed. Yeah. And... that What a great weekend. And you met so many of my friends from high school and I mean, Veritek came out. Wakefield Veritek. came out. I mean, shit, dude. Uke was there. Was Poppy no, there? No, Uke wasn't there. Uke wasn't there. No. Was Poppy there? But also, can we talk about how we started the weekend, which was flying in from L.A., landing, having somebody take our bags to the hotel, and we went and start, sat courtside for a Cavs-Celtics game at the Garden, and I was literally three feet from LeBron James. Yeah. That – yeah. That was crazy. There was – I mean, 
didn't he inbound a ball like standing right in front of us? No, that's what I'm saying. That video I have is there was a there was an inbound play at the top of the key, and he started in our corner. And I have the video, and all I'm saying is, oh my goodness, yeah. because the man is larger than life itself, figuratively and literally. The it's dude is really, gigantic. Yeah, if if you know on TV. And they're all together, so they all look not as big as they are. He's a massive human being. He's just an enormous human. You you know, I was thinking about this the other day. We've really – and we've done some fun stuff together. Yeah. We've done some – for you, what would you say was the pinnacle? Uh, Are we talking about weekends or just overall experience that I've had from – Experience. Uh, Bat Boying Poppy's last three games at Dodger Stadium. Oh my God, that was amazing. That might be. I got to be the Bat Boy for the Sox on the very last three games on Poppy's retirement journey, and I remember, I remember his last at bat. It was the bottom of the seventh. There was one out, and there was a man on first and second, and we were down three. And if David Ortiz hits a bomb, we're tied. And I'm like, this is the moment, man. This is his last at bat in Dodger Stadium. Standing ovation after the home run, like 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 curtain call, like the whole fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is the moment. And they pitched him four straight balls. And uh, he came back into the dugout after a curtain call, a helmet off, said, hey, what's up? And I remember he came into the dugout, and he high-fived a couple teammates. And then he just came and hugged me. I was already crying, by the way. He hugged I, was you? All, I, I, I was already crying because David Ortiz is my sports idol. He's my favorite player of all time. And it only, you know, that only gets emphasized when you when you find out how nice of a dude he is and how yes. and how genuine he is and his family and his morals and everything about the dude is exactly what you would hope athletes are like, right? Yeah. And I remember him walking off the field, hitting his teammates, and then seeing me and just giving me a hug. And I was already crying, and so I just was tearing up already. And he pulled away, and I was like, "Man, thank you." Like, and he goes, for what? And I go, not for this experience, not for anything we've done together. I go, thank you for being a Red Sox. Thank you for being a part of the city and a part of the organization and for everything that you've done. Like, and for sports fan, I was like, dude, just thank you. Like, I I couldn't say anything else. Like, this man is the fucking dude. And I I got got nothing but love for Pop, man. For real. He provided Boston with some of the best – Yo, By the way, the most the most clutch hitter of all time will be the first DH in the Hall of Fame. Like, uh, first ballot, I don't want to hear it. Like, the man is – he's got, what, four ti- – no, three titles. He's got – because he wasn't there in 2018. He's got three titles. He's got three MV- – or two MVPs. He's got two home runs. He's got, you know, like four silver sluggers. He's got a home run derby championship. Like, him – in that 2004 ALCS against the Yankees, I think he hit something like stupid, like 500. Like the man just raked. And in 2013, I don't know if any of those facts are true. Most of them are. Maybe 500 is not. Oh, no, 500 was 2013. He oh. was hitting like between five and 600 in 2013 in the series yeah. when we swept. And, and, you know, for him to give that lifeline to the city in 2013 after the bombing and just come out and this is our fucking city, yeah. it's a line and. Really? It's a line of sports that will never be forgotten. I, I put it in the top three greatest sports speeches of all time. <sighs> Dude, fuck a sports speech. You could just say top three best lines of all time. It's just the end of his fucking speech. This is our fucking city. And then going on to win a title we were never supposed to win that year. No, but when he said this is our fucking city. 
that part. I, I have chills yeah. talking about it. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. that whole city and that team was ready to run through a brick wall. And uh, and then also he gave, he probably gave us the most clutch hit of that entire playoff is that grand slam that sent Torrey Hunter over the wall. Dude, that's my favorite sports memory of all time. It. I remember you not watching that. You know why? I remember you not watching that. Where were you when you were watching it? You and I. Oh no, I was. I was in the Matilda Hall living room. I was at a Larry the Cable Guy. That's right. You weren't in town. I was watching it in Florida next to Derek Shelton, my buddy, who's now the manager with the Pirates. Right, right, right. Next week, I'm I'm shooting a pilot with Garcia in Pittsburgh. Oh, fucking right. Yeah, and then I'm gonna see uh, Sheltie, but also Joey Diaz is gonna be there too. Fuck, that sounds great, man. You have Garcia, Sheltie, and Coco. That sounds great. It's gonna be amazing. Tell but, tell every single one of them I said what's up. I will. So we were sitting there, and they were losing pretty handedly that game. Well, the grand slam was to tie the game, so we were down five one in the sixth or seventh inning. Yeah, it might have been the eighth actually. Like it was late. It was yeah, a it late was home late. run. That late. That home run was like late eighth, maybe. But <sighs> I remember when he came up and Sheltie looked at me and he goes, if this fucking guy hits a home run right here, because I think Sheltie was still coaching for the race. He definitely was. He definitely was. And he goes, if this fucking guy hits a home run right here, I go, yeah. By the way, what, what pitch was it? What number pitch? Oh, I don't know. First pitch. First pitch he saw from the new pitching change. New guy came in because he had he had given the bases up, bases loaded, and they knew Ortiz was coming up, so they brought in a new pitcher. That dude throws a fucking heater on the inside corner, and Poppy doesn't flinch, and he sends it yard. That you know, you know, maybe my favorite part about this whole story. So good is that the cop who was in the bullpen for a little while had a little notoriety and was getting booked to be that guy. At, you know, he would show up and he would do this and stuff. But you know, we met him, right? even when he's off duty, he wears the uniform because he feels like it's the only way people get noticed. recognize him. <laughs> you know, you're, do, you remember, wears, do you remember me- he wears it when he's off duty? Yeah. Do you remember meeting him? Yeah. Was that the bowling thing? It, it was either the bowling thing. Yeah. No, because was it the bowling thing? Yeah. Because I think we came out of right, right, what was right next to the House of Blues. We walked out. We ended up walking next to him. We all went, wait, aren't? Aren't, aren't you the with Mackie? That was after that was after that was roast time. Oh, that was after the roast. That was roast so time. I remember we, we walked out and we go, wait, aren't aren't you the cop from the center field bullpen? And he goes, yeah. Yep. And I was yeah. like, Yeah. He wasn't on duty then. He was just wearing his uniform. Yeah, he was just out walking around. That dude just Fuck. walks around and takes pictures with people. Fucking great. That roast was a, another great experience. That roast was uh, one of my favorite things that I've ever had the opportunity to do. The, the people that were there were just great. That was a great weekend, man. That was a really fun weekend. That was a fun weekend. And you know, what was really fun for me was, um, was my mom and dad being there. Yeah. That was also yeah. his Jersey retirement, right? Yes. Yo, that was dude. We get to sit in the box during his Jersey retirement, his box with his, like his box where his family would yeah. then come up and sit with us. But like, my favorite, maybe, I think, and we've had some fun Fenway 
Do you remember when I threw out the first pitch and they said my name wrong? It was John Wolf? Yeah. Son of a I almost when they said that, I almost ran up the stands to the fucking radio and been like, man, I swear to God, like <laughs> you better change that shit and give him a you correct know, introduction. Cause I'm not my gonna favorite part was that I wanted to do it so well, you know, I bullpenned and I threw my back out. So then I had to take some Vikes and some Zannies and a back brace just to throw out the first, you know, just to waddle out for the fucking first pitch. Yeah. The bullpen that my dad and I went to, which wasn't a real bullpen, him and I, we were in Maine for that weekend prior to going to Boston. So we were visiting your parents in Maine. Um, And I remember us driving around and he goes, I need to practice. We passed the high school and I go, well, there's this high school right here. I bet you it's the only high school in Kennebunk with a field. And he goes, Okay. And we go back, we get our gloves, we go back and we, you know, we threw a little bit and I go, and he goes, do you want to throw? And I go, do you want to catch me with no pads at no. 18? And he goes, eh, probably not. I, was no, like, I yeah, don't want to catch you. I, I, I will say the maybe, and by the way, zero regrets. I, I, I think things happen for a reason and, and you are where you are and you are in your life where you're supposed to be at that moment. Right. Right. I do wonder how hard you would have ended up throwing the ball. I'm 90. Easy. Woo. I yeah. mean, 90 is a, that, you're humping at 90. Uh, from how I was already humping it at 14. Yeah, you were throwing pretty hard. Accuracy was the best. Like, oh, dude, I've been watching the Little League World Series, which, by the way, we still have to go to Williamsport to watch a World Series. I would love to do that with you, dude. Like, it, well, because you remember, that was my biggest, that was one of my biggest dreams growing up was going to play the Little League World Series. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess we never like, we never made it to that. Or like also the teams I played on, like we were never qualified for that kind of thing. Um, but that was always one of my biggest dreams. I was telling him on this past weekend and I'm watching these kids pitch and watching them play. Yo, there are some kids out there in Williamsport right now that are bona fide athletes. Well, dude, a couple of them look like men, not even those ones. They're okay. There's one of them. There's one kid who, uh, I think he plays for Ohio. Yeah. This kid is a fucking star in the making. Really? I I was watching his one of our, like, you know, his semi-regionals winner, winner of the game, advanced to the championship, but also made it to Williamsport. First, first at bat, he comes up. Second pitch. Yammer. Like absolute dinger. Dude just takes one deep center, just a low inside, just he throws left, he bats right, and he pitched a no-hitter in the same game. Good Lord. He's like me. What the? F- I'm just kidding. Dude, there was also multiple other kids. There was another kid I watched uh, as an Indian kid. I can't remember who he played for. He, he was playing for a team in the States. 15 strikeouts through five innings. I saw that. But by the way, you know what else? But you know what? You know one of the things I was just thinking about? One of the reasons I think about all the time why I'm so happy that I had kids young. You know what else? You know one of the reasons I, I'm happy I had you young? Huh. Selfishly. <laughs> was that you got to see me when I was still kind of athletic. I watched this man play. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like most yeah, people yeah. their dads when they're they're old and they're creaky. And I and I wasn't I wasn't like top twenty-five shape, but I I was still Feeling You're in better shape than most dudes your age. Yes. I would say the only dudes in better shape than you at your age at that time were the dudes playing professional ball. And my dad. 
And your dad. Yes. (laughs) I remember going to a softball game for a TV show you wrote for called All of Us. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that league, man. Remember that softball league? I I used to come out with you all the time and try and catch fly balls, but I couldn't because those fucking balls were too big for my mitt. Yeah. Pause. Um, Sounds dirty, but it isn't. Yeah, that's why I said pause. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then I remember – because he was also like – nobody out there was out there who had played ball before. They were just playing because – they were playing with their, you know, the writers. Did you remember you played with Alfonso? Yeah, I remember Alfonso. Yeah, Alfonso, man, that dude had the, he looked like a player, dude. He, all his parts were sparkly. Yeah, see, that's when you know if a dude looks the part, he doesn't play the part. <laughs> and we way, just Alfonso, know that. That's Alfonso that, was a great dude, and super I, nice guy. A great fucking guy, and not funny. a great softball player. But he looked better than he actually was. <laughs> and we, and I look, I go play pickup basketball, like LA Fitness and shit. Yeah. When I see those kinds of people, I'm like, yo, don't pick him up. They're like, why? And I'm like, don't pick him up. He's yeah. wearing two shooting sleeves, and neither of them fit either arm. He's wearing a headband that matches his socks. You think he's yeah. actually gonna be balling? Yeah. You know what's funny, dude? I, I posted a picture on Instagram the other day of me in the gym. And the caption was, every day in the gym is great, but the days that you at the hotel when you pick the gym over masturbating is special, right? Right. Great caption, by the way. I thought so. And But people were like, you picked, because I guess my outfit matched. They were like, you picked out the perfect outfit, right? And I was thinking, you clearly don't know me. You clearly don't know me, and you also clearly don't go to the fucking gym. Well, first of all, some people wear outfits to the gym that match. Right, right, which is fine. And like mostly oh. girlies go out and they go in that matching top and the matching yeah, spanner. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know me if you think I plan my outfit. No. You and I, like most people who go to the gym, pick out a shirt that they know is a workout shirt and a pair of pants. And if they are the same color, then great. They're the same color. If they're they're completely if one's if one's neon pink and the other one's bright green and purple, great. I'm still going to the gym in it, motherfucker. Like socks never match. Yeah, fuck it. We did legs today with my chicken legs. Yo, my trainer today, straight up, this woman, I was doing this single leg stuff, right? And I was moving the weight up and, you know, she's moving it up. She goes like, try this. This is pretty heavy. And I go, it is pretty heavy, right? And she goes, well, for you. I go, what do you mean? And she goes, oh, I do 80 pounds more than that on my warm up. Single leg. And I was like, damn it. She's also got – I bet you she's one of those trainers who's got quads for fucking days. Dude, by the way, I at this age prefer a female trainer. Don't I kick just, your ass. Uh, not just that, man. You know, I think the training part is very similar. They just – two things. One, and this is me, my issue. But if I have a dude, especially a younger dude, I, I'm going to injure myself because I'm going to compete mentally with them. Yeah. Right? And look, I'm old and I'm married and I'm not trying to impress any young ladies, trainer or not at the gym. So I really find myself listening more. And I think women are better teachers than men. I think they're more patient. They're also smarter than us. I mean, at your age, definitely. I think it even. I'm going to go ahead and clip that and send that to mom. You should. I told her, I go, when we were younger, you were so much smarter, but it's evened up. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting yeah, thoughts. 
It evens out, bro. It evens out. Eventually, I don't know if they get dumber or we get smarter, but it evens yeah, out. Yeah, it, it, it evens out for most couples. Mom is not going to be dumber than you. Well, she's not dumber and never will be dumber than me. No. I'm just saying it's evened out. I'm not as, it's not the disparity is not as big. You're not buying that? No. Did you know why I'm not buying that? Because you're still wearing sunglasses inside. Oh, I completely forgot I was wearing these. Um, did you so stupid? Why didn't you say something before? I was waiting to see how long it would go until I had to fucking we went the full 30 minutes without you noticing you had your sunglasses on. Bitch. Did I just do a whole podcast with my sunglasses on? I'm officially my dad. (laughs) Uh see, see, that's funny to me. (laughs) Hey, listen, man. Oh, I'm super excited to do this podcast with you. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I've already been getting some DMs from people about, you know, we love seeing this because it makes me think about my, you know, my relationship with my son. I get that from moms and dads. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think that's what it's all about. But, you know, we we love hearing that. We love hearing that. Yeah. That that aspect and that, you know, obviously we know our relationship is a one of one. And I know some people have a relationship with their parents where they also feel like it's a one of one. And so it's, it's nice to be able to. I- I would say all of your relationships with your kids or your parents is a one of one. Here's what's really, here's what's really great. And I said this to somebody today and I mean this for everybody in every relationship and anyone who's feeling a little, whatever, how many people on the planet? Will you 7 billion and growing? Is that right? It was 6 billion about a decade ago, but there's no way it's that anymore. Let's just call it billions, right? I'm going to call it seven because it's seven. I want to remind everybody, there's only one of you. So for those of you who don't feel special, like one in seven billion is about as special as you can be. So that relationship you have, everything, is what a fucking crazy thing to know that everything that you have and you are is unique and special. Like dope as fuck. And I'll tell you something else. The what causes more unhappiness and sadness in this country than anything is comparison. There's envy. Comparison is made up, man. Comparison is made up. Like, I don't, it's made up. It doesn't mean anything. Facts. Doesn't mean anything. Your relationship is special. Your right. you are special. Yeah. Right. And you know, for me, like comparison, envy are kind of in that same boat. And so. Uh, you know me, I always go back to J. Cole. J. Cole's got a great line on one of the songs of his new album that says, uh, envy keeps your pockets empty, so just focus on you. If you broken clown and a millionaire, the joke is on you. Yeah. So it's just like you, you sit and you you know focus on yourself and start figuring out what you want because he's right. Like if you start to wish you had something and wish you had that and that nice car and that nice house, envy is different from setting a goal. You know what I'm saying? Wanting wanting and setting a goal is different. You can want that, but is that really your goal? Are you going to talk about it your whole life or are you going to work towards getting towards it? Here's what I would say to you. And I, and I meant to say this to you and I'm going to say it on the pod. You hear people criticize LeBron James. Every day of his career. Arguably, if not the best, the second best basketball player ever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dude, listen. If Just to put it out there, he's when it's all said and done, LeBron's the greatest basketball player. Hey, hey man, I'm not going to argue with you. 
about it because again, we're if you're telling me, first of all, I think the comparison is dumb because everybody's a different person, right? Different eras, all that stuff. Different legacies. Everything. But if you're telling me that the biggest knock you can put on somebody is that of all the people in the history of the world who have ever done this one thing, he's second best. Okay. That's your knock. That's like, that's why when I talk about comparison, you know, when people, when we look at somebody who gets a bronze medal in the Olympics and they're like fucking bronze, yo, in the world. That's a, in, you are in, the third best at in your the sport. World. In the whole entire world. In world. I would be jacked over a bronze medal. Amazing. So, what? I, no, no, don't you dare walk through here. So, here's what I would say is this. Indiana. When he hears me raise my voice, he comes in. Here's what I would say is this. Like, even LeBron James, even LeBron James gets criticized, right? Yeah. Gets judged. The greatest of all time. All all of them. All of them do. So here's what I want to say to you. Even LeBron James gets judged, right? So what I want to tell you at your age, and I wish I had known this. Yo, when you walk out of this house today, you're getting judged by everybody who sees you. The shirt you're wearing, your hair, how tall you are, what you look like, the color of your skin, your shoes, how loud you are, whatever it is. And some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. No matter what you wear, some people are going to like it. Some people are going to hate it. Everyone's going to judge. Yep. So if no matter what you wear and who you are, you're going to get judged. Just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to, I think, I think on one podcast, you and I should actually sit down and have a conversation about who we think's the goat because I love that conversation. And we I have so, can. might be a good one. We absolutely can. I, I'm going to tell you, and as we're starting, one of my hopes for this podcast. First of all, it's really just an excuse for me to see you, which is, Top notch for me. It's a good one. But one of my things about wanting to, on this podcast um, was to of whatever's left in you of caring about what other people think, what other people's opinions are, because people are going to have opinions on this, and I'm hoping that as more of them come in, good and bad, you realize, yeah, that. Not, n- neither of those should control what I do. I just want to do what makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've still been doing that. I don't feel like I've been putting anything on pause because people don't like it. Actually, when people say they don't like it, it makes me want to do it more. Yeah. Because when people are an asshole about it, I'm like, oh, does that make you angry? Oh, I'll just go do it again. Does that make you angry? Does that rile your knickers? What? I said rile your knickers, you know, like yeah. – like, Knickers, you know, like like old timey pantyhose. I I um did I tell you I'm changing my clothing style? Yeah, you told me you were trying to. All right, Uh, you don't like those shirts I'm wearing, but I like them. (laughs) I just feel like you're bringing out the Tommy Bahama too soon. What do you mean the Tommy Bahama too soon? Too soon. You're bringing out the Tommy Bahama too soon. Like the Tommy Bahama look too soon. But everybody was wearing those short sleeve floral shirts. Mm-hmm. Are they in pants most of the time you see them? Shorts. 
What's the difference? It's, it's a different style. It's a different style. So like wearing the sh- wearing the short sleeve. Did you notice that I went like this and then I flexed so it looked a little better? Yeah, yeah. So the short sleeve with the shorts is a different look, but the short sleeve with the pants, it's like it's like the dads who go out, they go, all right, this is my good shirt. And they wear the Hawaiian shirt when they go out to like a steak dinner, but they wear it with their jeans. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to wear it. Okay, I'll wear it with shorts. No, that that's not at all what I'm saying. All I'm saying is stop picking the floral patterns. Pick something else that's not floral. How about seahorses? Seahorses fucking rule. I fucking love seahorses. Is it seahorses forever? Huh? Plural seahorses. I think it's like I think it's like goose, where it's multiple goose. Or no, it's it's multiple moose, right? But only one moose. Sorry, I meant like moose, because it's not like multiple moose is meese, just like multiple goose is geese, right? So I think I think it's multiple seahorse. I don't. I think it's like many seahorse, not not seahorses. So there are a bunch of horses out there, though. Horses. But seahorses, no. Seahorse. I, I don't know, man. I'm a college dropout. I don't know shit. I think it, I think you're right. I think it's seahorse plural. I think so. What do you think about these sunglasses? You still forget we're inside. Well, I mean, I might as well put them back on now. All right. Sure. What do you think about these? These aren't as as ladylike. No, those ones aren't bad. Actually, I don't mind those. Um, I think I'm just going to start telling you I like all of your glasses, and so you'll stop wearing them because I'm going to reverse psychology. You. Yeah, it won't work. I know. I'm I'm deep into lady shades. That sounds like a weird erotic novel. <laughs> I'm deep into lady shades. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, look. That's a quick one. Quick and easy. This is how we do it. Yeah, man. And I love you, man. And, and this is going to be so much fun for me. Yeah, I'm excited. I Here's what else we should do. We should start thinking about what kind of gear, because I also want you to get loaded up with some gears. Maybe we can get people to send us some stuff. So we're gonna have Socks. to start talking. We're gonna have to start talking about the stuff that we want you to get loaded. Sneakers, with. Nike, send me sneakers. Nike, Nike, send me sneakers. That's not how it doesn't work that way. You don't get Jordan, send me sneakers. Virgil, send me sneakers. Who's Virgil? Virgil Albo. Buddy, that's not. You have to talk about it. Like we're sneakers. Getting, you just beg for shit. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> uh, we're selling out. We're selling out. What was that? Oh, that was Avery's song. Yeah, it was on Chaos. I miss that show. I do too. What was? I had some favorite episodes on there, man. I love dressing you up, though. Yeah, dressing me up was pretty fun. I think that one where I looked like Brian May was my favorite outfit. Oh, so good. Good. I'm, I might send you that picture. I have the picture. Don't worry. I sent it to you, right? I've, I've had it. I never deleted it. I wanted it. How could you ever delete that? Are you kidding me? It's a great How photo. How dare you talk about deleting that? No, it's a good, it's a good photo. And the oh, one of me yeah. is the, as the, me of one is the bowler where I have the, the blonde wig on. Yeah. There was That's a couple outfit. too with some crazy pants that you rocked. The Christmas one. Yeah. Where I had the nose, but on my chin. It was like a dick chin. I really. Dick, dick chinny. Dick chinny. <laughs> you. <laughs> Why did I think about that? You're one of the very few people that Shit. you can wear. Your clothes just look good on you, man. They hang good. And the shoulders help out a lot. The hair's looking good too, man. It's long, bro. 
What do you think? When are we cutting it? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to let it ride. I don't think I'm going to put a date on it like I haven't done. I'm just going to let it ride until I eventually just call Marisa. I'm like, hey, will you, will you just chop half of this off for me? All right. Well, listen, so dude, we'll see. I'm going to run. All right, man. But I love you. I'm so excited to do this with you. Everybody, we are going to be doing one podcast a week, and then we're going to take emails, um, and we will answer those emails and we'll do an email pod on the Patreon. Um, and so if you send an email in or you want to uh, be involved, um, it's patreon.com slash Josh Wolf comedy. And uh, my high live is over there now. There's a lot of content over there now, but Jacob and I, our Q and a will be over there too. Lit. And listen, I'm going to pick up the Heyman t-shirts tomorrow. Fucking send me one. Heyman. Heyman. Send me a t-shirt. I will. I love you. All right. Love you too. Later.